grew up, I grew up, you know, kind of tough. You wanted to be tough. You've seen everybody around you have this tough uh, approach. The way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dress, the approach that you take with everything, you know, and it kind of made you, you know, uh, insensitive. I held in a lot of stuff, um, quiet, you know, I didn't talk. You know, most lies that's told every single day is a white lie. You good? How you doing? Man, I'm good. You all right? Good. You know, and it's like, for me, I, I, I just never talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Be Honest. Carrie Champion here with DeMar DeRozan. Um, many of you may already know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we thought it was great to have you on the podcast during this time. Um, you have been very vocal, and you're using your platform to talk about mental health, and you've said that you've battled with depression. So my first question to you would be, when did you know that you were battling with depression, and how did you try to attack it in terms of handling it? Um, I really wouldn't necessarily say when I knew. It was always a feeling, you know, as I got older, as I got older. You know, um, being young, being a teenager, you suppress so much, and you go through so, so much, you can't even comprehend what you're going through until you get to a certain age to understand all the things you went through. Then you compare to the things you're going through in a previous previous tense, and you kind of tell you, you you're going through some things, you know. Um, and the more you talk it out with people that you could trust, you kind of feel better, and you really you trying to understand why. What does it feel like, like when you said, "I think I'm depressed"? Because was it self-diagnosed, or did you go to a doctor? And a doctor I think it was. That? I think more than anything. You know yourself more than anything. You know when when you're able to smile, if it's a genuine smile, if you're happy, if you're genuinely happy. Um, only you know that. You know. Um, so for me, it was more self understanding what depression depression was, and kind of looking myself in the mirror and trying to understand it upon myself, and going from there with it. Were you embarrassed to tell people about it? No, not at all. You know, I, I was more proud that I did, and also frustrated that I waited so long because you see the effect that. It had on so many people that it helped, that it encouraged, that it gave people confidence. You know, for me speaking out, showing a player, person of my caliber doing it, helping people, made me wish I should have been did it. Okay, so you're telling me that you knew what it was because you know yourself. So if anyone is battling with something like depression, they they would know something just doesn't feel right. What I know. It's internal. Yeah. And so when you start talking to people about it and you realize this is an issue, I want to share it. Um, did it make you feel better? Especially considering that there are there are very few players that are honest about their personal lives. Um, I believe it's you and Kevin Love, and I'm sure there are some others. But for you all to talk about what you're battling with, it helps take the stigma away from mental illness or mental health issues. So when you came out, what was the response from different people? Um, the response was something I, I never could imagine. Um, it was... It kind of it, it blew me away because I never expected for something like that to reach the amount of people that it did. Young, elderly. Um, then you see a guy in our same in my same occupation, Kevin Love, come out and credit me um, on why he came out and did it. Mm -hmm. So things like that it spoke volumes, and for me, it was bigger than basketball at that point. Does depression affect how you play? No, because depression you use what you love to do and suppress that. And basketball was always my outlet to that. You know, you always try to find your outlet to things that make you feel um, good. 
you know, in basketball, between them lines for 48 minutes made me feel everything I wanted to feel throughout the day, you know. Um, and so for me, that's why you look at athletes and you see they put so much into their craft or not even athletes, just people in general. You know, they, they, they focus on one thing because that's their outlet to feel free and feel happy. Mm-hmm. So now that you've shared it, do you have any future plans in terms of what you want to do now that you've been able to say, look, I'm, I'm this great basketball player and I'm, I'm battling with this. I'm sure that you are as a kid or you are as an adult or you are as an old person. So what do you plan to do now that you've shared that with people? Inspire. You know, it's all about inspiring. You know, I, you know, I think uh, I've seen Nip say this in an interview before. Um, the highest human act is to inspire. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's what it's all about. As long as, you, as long as you can inspire someone to be great, be better, to help that next person, you know, that's what it's all about. So it's interesting because I've known you for a while and I wouldn't dare say that, um, I wouldn't even know. Like most people just wouldn't know. You normally have like a very light spirit about you. How are you able to function throughout the day in terms of, how do you just, because you seem very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So is that how you pretty much approach everything? Yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, someone told me, one day, don't overthink anything. Yeah, you can't. You, know, you can't overthink anything. And, you know, with me, I just try to just go. Yeah. You know, I always look at myself as a river, so to speak. You throw something in a river, you're just going to go. I have I have a funny story about overthinking. So sometimes, you know, when I meet people and I hang out with them, folks, this is for y'all, um, I just get real comfortable. So I think I was super comfortable with you the first time that, not even the first time, like maybe a few times after right, we get right. one another. I saw you at a Sparks game. And I was chewing this gum and I was killing this gum. And every time I watch it, I'm like, look how good I am. Oh, look my. At, <laughs> look at look at your gum. I'm tearing this gum up. And what were you at this point while I'm just tearing this gum up? You're trying to have a normal conversation, but you look away like I'm embarrassed. Because look, what am I eating? Like, how? And then look, they just slowed it down. We aired this. We aired, look, <laughs> we aired this on Sports Nation. And they were like, so how good was the gum, Carrie? Do you remember that day? Yes, I remember. And I'm surprised the gum didn't fall out. I'm I'm surprised you didn't start blowing bubbles or something, but you you had the gum on point. I loved it. It was great. I loved it. I was really happy. Okay, so that day was a a significant day. Do you remember? What was going on that day? Um, That was the day I came out and spoke about my trade um, for the first time publicly. And, you know, it was just a rough day just trying to soak, soak in all that. And that was the first time I really start getting back out the house and mm-hmm. you know um put on ESPN and went to the sports game and just try to relax relax and you know okay so you said something that I thought was really interesting um and we're gonna play it and we're gonna talk about it for just a second right. okay what was your emotions like when you first heard that you were being dealt caught me completely off guard because I'm thinking this is another summer so they hit me with that at midnight out the blue like, come on, two days prior, it was acts. Is anything going on? If it is, just let me know because the rumors keep coming up. So fast forward to today, um, and you were very honest about how you felt then. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now? I moved on. Yeah. You know, um, had a great year under a great coach, under a great organization um, that accepted me, brought me in, made me feel like I've been there forever. You know, and that's all you can ask for in this in this business to end up in a situation where you want it, where you appreciate it, where you, where you accept it. 
So you had said something to me that I thought was interesting. It, it had to be you in the sense of the type of player you were, the mm-hmm. caliber of player you were. There was nobody else that would have been worthy enough, if you will. Right. How does that make you feel when you look at it in that perspective? Um, when you look at it from that perspective, you got to look at it, you know, uh, a big dog for a big dog. Right. You know, um, in both our respective organization, you know, I was who I was in Toronto. He was who he was mm-hmm. in San Antonio. And, you know, the flip-flop, you know, uh, it don't make neither one of us less of a player, person, uh, you know, and we continue on with doing our job. I know. It's still tough, though, because you're still a human and you and you want to believe people at their word. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when it happens, you still have these anybody would like mm-hmm. raw emotions. It's a business and they teach you to learn it quickly. But I think about the Lakers and when how all of the players, the younger players collapsed when they found right. out they were trying to go for A.D. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, this happens year after year after year. Why is it so difficult? Help me understand why it's so hard to accept that sometimes. Um, It's tough because. Once you go in something that's all you know, you gain this emotional attachment to where you kind of forget the business side of it. You know, especially these days, you got kids coming in 18, 19 years old, being accepted and feeling like, you know, I'm the man of this situation now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you don't really look at the business aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know, till later in your career when you got to deal with certain situations like that, you know. And I think I had a conversation with this, with somebody, um, uh, this season, you know, it's hard for them kids to understand that so early, mm. you know, and as you get older, you have friends, you, you could talk to different people that's been through that. So you get a better perspective, like, damn, one day it could be me, mm-hmm. you know, so it's easier when you're old, older, it's kind of rough when, when you're, you're younger young, sure. and it's hard to understand it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, I remember the other day, and we have to talk about the conference finals, there were a lot of people comparing you and Kawhi um, in your respective situations. Kawhi said something to the effect of uh, he was in a bad place last year mm-hmm. and that he's so happy that this worked out the way it worked out. Um, and it's almost as if you guys are having parallel lives in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Raptors and you look at Kawhi and your dear, dear friend, Kyle, who's always been loyal to you, um, how do you feel about that organization now? Um, you can't never have no malicious intent mm-hmm. towards nothing because they come right back on you at the end of the day. You know, so for me, um, every guy that I have a relationship with on that team, you know, I, I talk to them at least once a week, you know, um, tell them if I see somebody game, about the game, what they didn't do, what they did, what I could help with, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, it'd be different if I was the guy like, I don't want. I don't want to hear that. Don't call me. I hope y'all lose. That know? would be me. I'd yeah. be like, I don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? But I hope y'all lose. No, all, all <laughs> I'm a sore loser. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be me. But I'm glad you're an adult. Yeah. You know, I just try to be supportive because at the end right. of the day, it come back around. It know? will. So for me, happy for him. Okay. Yeah. And we'll yeah. leave it right there. Yeah, we leave right there. Let's talk about Pop because I love him. He's my favorite coach in the league as of like literally my favorite coach. What is he like? Um, what's funny, I called Pop yesterday, randomly. And said? Just called him. Just to, you asked him for wine? Because, you know, I just, heard he likes to no, drink wine. No, he loves wine. Okay, he, does he give he, you any wine? No. Okay. I mean, he offers. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, but you're like, I'm all set. Yeah, I'm fine. You don't drink? No. Ever? Yeah, ever. Oh, my goodness. Ever, so. Well, okay. Um, I just called him to talk mess to him, mm-hmm. honestly. See what he was doing. And Pop really not technically, uh, tech, like, he's not good with technology. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> when he calls, you can just hear him having trouble trying to answer his He's phone. He's like, how does this thing yeah, work? How, do this, how did his iPhone work? So, you know, we was laughing about that and everything. So, you know, just yeah. to chit chat with him about nothing about was, nothing just to keep the report going yeah it was it was it was it was fun having a conversation with him yesterday now what do you look forward to when you go back to san antonio um i mean i know this season ended shorter for you than what you would have liked but um yeah, yeah. having a better understanding of mm-hmm. everything um internally externally everything i think the whole approach would be completely different because you know the confidence walking in will be will be understood from a different level now Okay. I had also, do you get to bring your, I know you have two little girls. You get to bring them to the games in San Antonio? Yeah, yeah, they come. They get to come. Do they enjoy San Antonio better than Toronto or they don't know the difference? I don't know. They love the snow, so. They love Toronto. They have loved the snow. They love the snow. Well, okay. They just want to always, they always ask me, do a snow in San Antonio. So. Do a snow in San They love the snow? Yeah, so, um, They're adorable. Yeah, you know, so. So. They they love the snow. That's weird. And they're and and they're from they're from there, right? Though not really. No, nah, they was born here. They okay. was born in L.A. So, so now and there's no snow in San Antonio. No, no snow. Okay, what's the lifestyle like for you there? It's slow. Perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Perfect for me. You love slow, it. Quiet. You know. Um, I think I I have to be honest with you. Um, knowing that you're from L.A., there's only one thing that I thought was wrong with you. What? That you went to USC. It, we don't even want to get into that. I would like to. I would, Please, I, I would like, like to. I, w- I went to UCLA. I don't know why you. I what, mean, there. What happened? How did you unfortunately get? You know, UCLA coats? wasn't even a thought. Oh, it wasn't even a thought. Oh, like, it just like. Oh, it wasn't a thought. Okay, like, so you know. disrespect to my school now. I mean, uh, they never have respect to disrespect. Them. What so, in, in basketball? Like, not from my my standpoint. That's cool. Like, I, That's cool. I, okay, all right. We're gonna move into a new topic. Thanks. Talk to me about my Lakers. What about them? What you want to know? <laughs> what is going on? Are you, if somebody gave you 15 point a zillion dollars, would you come and play with us? That much? Yeah, 15 point zillion. Because I, I think we, if we do, like, like pocketbook, open it up, come play. <laughs> I don't know. No, yes, you would. You no. tell the truth. No. Come on. No. You stand in San Antonio? That's too much. Too you much. from LA? I know. You don't want to play with the yeah, Lakers? Yeah, I'm, I'm here every summer. You don't want to play with the Lakers? I've been here for almost 30 years. Oh, God. <laughs> So what's going to happen? Do you see LeBron getting another big player playing with him? Um, yeah. You know, one thing me knowing LeBron, LeBron definitely, you know, have relationships and in contact with getting somebody to come play with him. You know, I know that for a doubt, especially a free agent class that's coming up this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure he'll pull something off. You know. Do you see them rebounding? Because on the outside looking in, they look like a mess to me. Yeah. So, like, do, I mean, if you're just out there, you're like, man, I'm all set. You're yeah. you, okay. So you're a great player. Would you want to come? The way it looks right now, would you want to come and play with the Lakers? I, that that'll make it make you think twice because it's a lot going on. You know, the coach's situation. Yeah. Um, the thing with Magic a couple of weeks ago, just everything just seems so off track. So until somebody make that first move and show um, that it's not about that, it's about building something with LeBron or anything, um, it's going to take somebody. It's going to take somebody to make the first move, player wise. What? Okay, two questions. First one is: Does LeBron have another chip in him? Could do you see him winning one more chip at least? Um, you can't. You can't. I've, I've been battling Brown my whole career. Uh-huh. You can't count him out. You know, um, unfortunately, he went down with his injury. You know, Lakers were top five team at that time. You know, um, can't count him out. 
Could you see LeBron leaving the Lakers being like, but this, this is too much? No. I'm out. No, I don't think so. Like going to the, going to the Eastern Conference, going no, to the Sixers. No, I don't think so. Could you see LeBron? You know he loves pop. Could you see LeBron going to the Spurs? He's more than welcome to. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, so we, can, <laughs> can, I, can I get fined for that? <laughs> you can <laughs> Can I get fined for that? LeBron is not going to the Spurs. <laughs> You're tampering. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> um, anything else you want to tell me? Anything else you want to talk about as we wrap up? Um... Nope. No. I mean, it's great. It's always for me. It's great to talk about mental health. Yeah. Um, especially with. It. What are you doing next with that? <sighs> Going to Aspen. To do what? Um, you know, speak. <laughs> uh-huh. um, me and Kevin Love. You know, I agreed to do a um, little panel with Kevin Love to speak on mental health and Aspen next month. Okay. Um, so that should be exciting. Looking forward to that. Um, and just really helping as much as I can from that standpoint. And making the person next to me, the person somewhere in another country, feel better about themselves to keep going. I appreciate that. I appreciate your candor. It's nice to talk about it. You take the stigma away from it. It makes people feel better. Thank you. And it's good because you're in a great platform, right? Everyone adores you. You're famous. I hope so. And you want LeBron to come to the Spurs, but he's staying here with the Lakers. That's tampering. (laughs) tampering. DeMar DeRozan, thank you so much for being on Be Honest. We'll talk to you guys next week.